Welcome to Jesus Listens Stories of Prayer. I'm Susie McIntyre Eaton, and I am so excited to share this conversation with you today. I'm talking with the ultimate mom and entrepreneur and also a best-selling author, Emily Lay. Emily is the queen of organization, and she's going to walk us through how we can set ourselves up for success and get closer to the Lord in the process. Remember, it is a process. Would you welcome Emily Lay? Hi, Emily. It's so Hi. good to have you here today. And um, I, I, I know you've got a very busy household because your <laughs> husband, you have a little boy and then you have twins, boy and girl. So right. even with that, I mean, I know that you are one busy lady and we're going to talk about today what you have dug your heels into because probably because you had to. And I'm going to ask you some pretty pointed questions if you don't mind, okay? I love a conversation like this. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, Emily, you've built this absolutely spectacular company called Simplified Mm -hmm. that helps busy people like me stay organized in all the chaos. You've been mentioned in just about all of the heavy hitters like Forbes, Better Homes and Gardens, Good Housekeeping, and I'm sure that's not and uh, that's not all of them, which is just incredible. And I'd love it if you'd share a little bit about where this idea came from and how it developed into the astounding business it is today and what you love about helping people streamline and organize their lives. First of all, I'd like to know Have you always been that organized kid that organized your mom? (laughs) Well, (laughs) I learned a lot from my mom. Let me say that first. Um, My mom was a teacher for 38 years Mm -hmm. and had two children and was incredible, is incredible. And Mm -hmm. um, she taught me everything I know, so I I owe it all to her. But I've always sort of had a knack for looking at a complicated situation and thinking, is there a better way? Is there a more streamlined, more simplified way where we can accomplish more or better with maybe a little bit less work, a little bit less hassle? Mm -hmm. And um, it was back in 2008, I was working in corporate America. I have a master's degree in uh, nonprofit management and I was climbing that ladder and working 60 hours a week, driving an hour both ways to work every day. And it just kind of hit me one day that, you know what, I really want to be a mom one day and I want to be the kind of mom that my mom was, where she was Mm -hmm. there for me after school. She was there for me during the summers. Um, She just was very involved. And I knew that the goal I had personally was not going to mesh with the goals I had professionally. And so I had to kind of redefine what, you know, the good life looked like for myself. And slowly but surely built a company that initially was made to just create beautiful stationery and products for women. And it wasn't until my son was born in 2011 when I, you know, reached that goal of becoming a mom and finally had this company that I loved with my whole heart, this baby that I loved with my whole heart and really struggled, to be honest, really struggled to keep everything together to be the best at at all the things I was, I am a recovering perfectionist. And at the time I was trying real hard (laughs) to keep it together and created a planner to just help my, it was really for me, created the simplified planner because I was looking for a tool that was really simple and would help me keep my personal and professional life on track. And 
long story short, it just took off like crazy and has just become this, not just this amazing product, but this really incredible community of women who want to do life really well and want to live in a way that honors who they were called to be and all the hats that they wear. Yeah. Well, I mean, we all have to admit it. We only have so many minutes during the day and uh, we're to be good stewards of that. And you're, you and I have a little bit in common. Uh, I had a grandma who was so special to me and she, um, she kind of helped raise me when my mom and daddy, I was the fourth of four kids and my mom and daddy took trips and my mom went back to work at school when, when, uh, before I started to school and she really influenced me for Christ. How did your grandma do that for you? Oh my goodness. My dad's mom, we called her Moo. So to oh, me, Moo. she, uh, her, her last name was Cowan and I was the oldest grandchild. And for whatever mm-hmm. reason I associated that with Mumu. So that's what she was. Um, Mumu was incredible. She passed away many years ago, but she was that soft place to land. She -hmm. just always was there for a hug. And I was telling my dad the other day, I just felt like when you, when you curled up next to her and she put her arm around you and talked to you in just her sweet, soft voice, it was like, there's no, there's no better place. Um, she was a singer and she used to sing to me and she sang hymns and beautiful music that she sang at church and was very open and honest with me about her faith and the ways that it had grown and changed as a mom mm-hmm. to five and you know over the years and she just really introduced me to Christ and not just in a um not just in a sense of you know, this is the Bible and this is the Lord's prayer. And let's talk about the fundamental aspects. Let's talk about who he is in your heart Mm -hmm. and the way he's going to lead you if you lean on him. And um, she just was always very open with me. And she was just that person I could go to and talk about my faith. Uh, I miss her every day. Yeah. Yeah. I miss mine too. And uh, as you grow older and you get those grandkids and you do, I know it's going to, it seems like years and years from now, but you'll want to be that same kind of grandma that your grandma was to you. And uh, it's amazing how the ripple effect continues, you know, when we have those moms and grandmas in our life that we want to uh, be like and make that same kind of influence. How can we raise kind and compassionate children in today's age? Oh, goodness. I feel like I'm, I'm on this journey and I'm still learning as I go. I have an 11-year-old boy and my twins are seven. <laughs> and I just firmly believe that the words we speak to our kids become their inner voice. And that's the voice that they go back to when they're at school, when they're in a tough situation, and even as they grow up into adults. And so it's Mm -hmm. always been important to me to speak life into my kids, to speak truth to them that they can put in their pockets and pull out and lean on when they need it. That's right. Well, now, Sure as Sunrise is your devotional book. Um, I know that there have been many times when I've wondered what if I'm doing each day matters in the grand scheme of life. Mm -hmm. And what I really need is the reassurance from Jesus. Mm -hmm. How have you learned that God's provision is sure as the sunrise? And it's ready to greet us with this hope and joy every new day. 
had this idea for sure as the sunrise um, during COVID when, you know, everything was shut down. Mm -hmm. I was in my house with nowhere to go for so long and I was scared. I mean, I, you know, I I was worried about my parents. I was worried about my kids, myself. Mm -hmm. And I, every single day we live on Pensacola Bay. And so I I get to see the sunrise Mm -hmm. out of my back door every morning over the water and every day, no matter how scared I was or how frustrated I was when I would walk into my living room and look out the door, it was like, he was still there, no matter the weather, no matter the situation. And it it just became this daily, every day at the same time reminder that, Hey, no matter what's going on, I'm still going to bring the sun up and I'm still here. So no matter what's going on, I haven't forgotten about you. And I started just sharing pictures of the sunrise every single morning. And I started to realize that that's, that's the reminder we need when, when times are hard, that like, he's still there. He has not forgotten about us. He will, will not forsake us. No matter what is going on in the world, he is the constant. He's the only constant that we can count on. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's, That's good words. Good words. We live in Oklahoma on a cattle ranch and to the east, it's quite different from Pensacola, yeah. but to the east is a nice green pasture and, you know, the cattle are out there grazing in the morning and the, the sun comes up over the hill and and just the same way. God meets us there every morning. Have you found that morning is the time of day when you really connect most with God Absolutely. as someone we look to to help plan our days in a better way? Better way? I really do. I, I found that and there's a quote from somebody, I can't remember who said it, but how you start your day is, is how your day will continue. And I've found that when I give myself a few minutes to sit down and, you know, get my heart in the right place, get my head in the right place, get my calendar yep. in the right place, it gives, <laughs> even if it's just five minutes, it, it gives me just a little breath before I have to mm-hmm. hit the ground running, you know? Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And um, Emily, is there a time in your life where prayer was a huge, just, I mean, I, I can imagine that you you stay pretty on target, the your personality, the, the way that you're speaking right now and the things that you've done. But is there a time when you found that prayer made a tangible difference for you in your career, maybe your marriage yeah. or in the way you parent? Absolutely. Um, When my son was born, well, before my son was born, uh, we went through lots and lots of infertility stuff Mm -hmm. and Mm. finally became pregnant with Brady. And while I was pregnant at at 18 weeks, I had a doctor tell me that he could be born with any number of um, concerns and they were all genetic concerns. Mm -hmm. And I had to spend every minute from that doctor's appointment. And then we had weekly doctor's appointments. We were high risk, just everything. It was terrifying up to being induced at 40 weeks because they were so concerned about him. The doctor told me, we won't know if, if there's anything wrong, we won't know if he will survive until the minute he's born. Prayed for this baby for so long and here I am pregnant and terrified and there was nothing no amount of googling or or changing things that could that could affect the trajectory Mm. of who this child was going to be Mm. and it wasn't until and it and it yes it was prayer was the only thing that got me through that but it wasn't until 
February 16th at 7.21 p.m. when I was rolled in for a C-section. And I remember laying there and, and they, they put your arms out to the side and I turned my palms up. Something I'd heard from someone that that mm-hmm. just, that really does something to your head and your heart when you turn your palms up to God. And I, and I laid there and I closed my eyes and in my, in my head and in my heart, I said, God, whoever this baby is supposed to be, however long he's going to be here with us. It makes me want to cry just saying it. Mm-hmm. He is beloved and he is just right. And I am so ready to be That's his right. mom. And cool. he was born and he is a perfectly healthy, very tall, amazing 11 year old. And oh, um, my goodness. he proved everybody wrong. <laughs> it definitely made me a different type of mother, right. different, different woman, a different um, believer. Uh, yeah. not, and not because of the outcome, because of the way I was shaped in the process and the journey. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, would you close us out uh, with a prayer Absolutely. for those of us who are watching and those of us who are um, trying to have families, raise kids? So could you could you yes. lead us in prayer? I'd love to. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you fill our lives with. We thank you for all of the things that tug on our heartstrings, that require our attention and our time. And Lord, we just pray that you would be with us, that you would help us steward these things well, these children that we love so dearly, these careers that we want to honor and serve well. God, we thank you for all of the ways that you walk alongside us when we are overwhelmed, when we are relaxing, and when life is any which way it, it turns out to be, mm-hmm. Lord. We just thank you for being alongside us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us. I have oh, enjoyed you so much. Thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> We're so glad you joined us today for this episode of Jesus Listen Stories of Prayer. We will be back soon with another guest and another story. But until then, remember, Jesus hears you, he cares for you, and he's just a prayer away. Be sure to follow us on social media and on the Jesus Calling podcast on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts so that you can keep up with our weekly audio episodes and special monthly series like this one. And be sure to subscribe to the Jesus Calling channel on YouTube, where you'll find the video version of this interview. Thanks for listening.